Welcome to the Love That For Us podcast. Come hang out with us as we explore a holistic approach to entrepreneurship, wellness, and navigating relationships in adulthood. We'll be getting vulnerable about life and dishing the business expertise we've learned along the way. Interviewing industry professionals, all while you get your weekly dose of girl talk and heart to hearts. We're your hosts, Carissa Emiko and Ashton Brooke. And this is the Love That For Us podcast. This is a trucker hat gang right now. That's really cute. Really so Unplanned. Wait. Are, okay, wait, wait. I have the take it easy one. Is it from Bottom Shelf? Yes. I bought like five hats the other day. I, bought I don't this know one. Bottom Shelf. Oh, Did you get their BOGO sale? Oh, yeah. And I bought like, I just I'm bought like it. two I'm seconds from starting a trucker hat company and I'm like actively having to stop myself to not distract myself from what I really want to be doing right now. But like, I will buy it from you. I just I need I You'll need have them. a lot of buyers. I need them. I will buy your trucker hats. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'll make one that says that. <laughs> yeah. I will um, buy your trucker hats. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is Ashton. Hi. It's nice to meet you. you. Thank you so much for coming on. (laughs) I feel like we already know each other, but it's good to like finally meet you. I know. Chris has talked about you since she started your website, like branding stuff. She's like, oh my gosh, Danielle. (laughs) Ditto. Ditto because you had just done like a collab together. Yeah. Oh, Uh oh, I'm excited for you. It's a party. (laughs) I'm excited for you. Um, yeah. And I said the same thing. I was like, I love her style. I love her website. I love all the things. No, well, the website's all Carissa. So I mean, yeah, same. Everyone's like, I love your website. I'm like, great. I didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> same. Cannot take okay. credit. Here's the deal, Danielle. We were just FaceTiming before this and we're like, we have an audience where I'm just honestly not sure like how much they met. Like this, I think this could be a really new topic cool. for people. So, and just to shoot straight, I think we probably have people to listen that are like, I don't think I believe in manifesting or what that is. So like, oh, it's, I, it's demonic. It's demonic yes. because it's not <laughs> yes. from Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. We can so talk to those I, people. Like, I am just excited for your perspective. I'm so excited because I, I just like want everyone to be open to hearing because mm-hmm. something I love so much about you when I follow you is I also have seen a lot of people in just like the spiritual hippie community be very Woo, like woo woo with manifesting to where it's like, okay, but you're not actually what does that doing really anything mean? with that. Yeah, right, like right, what does right, it really mean? Right. And the way I see you talk about it is it's different. It's actionable. You're like, no, we are it's science. literally creating. Yes, you always base it in science. And I love that. That's so cool. So much. Yeah. So like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the most I I'm probably the most spiritually like woo woo person most people meet. Um and everything and- is like is backed by science. Like it's it like manifestation mm. is truly scientific. Like it really, really is. Right. So I'm excited to like have people hear that side of it today. Cause I think some people can hear it and just be like, nope, like every now everything that person says is bullshit. And it's like, no, listen, because it is scientific mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. goes along with neurologically changing your mind and yep. action and belief and all of those things. So yeah. I'm so excited. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. We have my friend Danielle McCleary today. <laughs> I've been obsessed with Danielle for quite some time. Her and Ditto. I, I followed her. I followed you as like a silent, like I never messaged you. I never did anything like that. And I was so obsessed with you and your style. And I literally voice memoed you 10 minutes of voice memos one day and was like, I need to do your website. Hi, I'm Carissa. Yeah. I need to do your website. 
And, and it was like such just, a long, you like messaged me for like minutes. And then I long. was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Literally it your first so response easy. was like, let's do it. I'm ready. So we've just been in connection ever since. And I've loved being able to be a part of your world and your space. And um, um, you guys, Danielle is a wealth energetics and personal power coach. And something I just want to tell you, I love about following you on Instagram is like, every time I see your content, I feel like a more capable person. Like every time I watch what you do, listen to what you say, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I can have anything I want. Like that's how I always feel whenever I watch you your can. stuff. You can. I'm so, so glad that that's yes. where it hits. Yes. <laughs> so I'm excited for our, our, our listeners to just get a piece of that today and feel that energy from you. Um, okay. What the freaking heck is manifesting, Danielle? Like I just want <laughs> just break it down for us. Like where does this start? What's this woo woo word that people throw around? How, like what is it? Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually very similar to prayer. So Mm. if, um, which I know is gonna, that's gonna trigger some people. (laughs) Um, but it really is. And I honestly think like, so what is manifestation? Manifestation is literally, um, the thoughts that you think, the feelings that you feel altering your reality Mm. and the actions that you take based on what you're thinking and feeling. Um, and that based on what you think, what you feel and what you do, it alternates and creates reality. So that is what manifestation is. Now, what do people think manifestation is or how is mm. the world treating manifestation? A lot of people treat manifestation like it's literally this like, I, I'm pretty sure there are people that think that when people say manifesting, they're out in their backyard with like a fire and they're naked and they're like <laughs> throwing like you know, baby tears into a fire and like, you know, (laughs) creating whatever. Like, I really think that's what people think. I think some people do treat manifesting like that and have like, and and listen, there are, yes, yes. You're like in defense of the people with the baby tears. (laughs) Well, right. Well, no. And there are, and like, listen, there is like the, everything is on a spectrum, right? So like there is a, there are like super like spiritual, like rooted in like culturally spiritual practices that people that people utilize is and that people call like, you know, it's the same. It's like the people that create little like magical fires for themselves. That is, you can say that that's the same as like people having like an altar in their house for their Bible. And like people that like me who have crystals literally in the walls of my home because I gridded my house to like make sure that the correct energy was going to be in my home at all times. Like it's all the same. It's just what is your preference and what makes you feel more alive? What makes you feel more peaceful? Whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. So I can tell you like one thing that manifestation is not that Mm. a lot of people think it is, it is not bending the will of the universe or God. Like that's not what manifestation is. And it it is treated like that. It's treated like that by the Christian community. It's treated like that by people who are in the spiritual community who really don't understand what it truly is. And they just think like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to like bend the will of the universe with like my witchy ways. And it's like, okay, great. That's fine. But here's the thing, like your thoughts are, think of your thoughts as electrical, your feelings are magnetic together. Mm. Those things create your electromagnetic frequency. Your every living thing. I love how you're breaking this down. 
Well, every living thing on the planet could be a rock. It could be the tree in your front yard. It could be all of our trucker hats. It could be humans. (laughs) It could be our dogs. Everything has a vibrational frequency because that's science, right? Atoms are little balls of really, really, really compacted energy. That's what it is. And 99.9999999999% of all living things are empty space. It's empty. There's nothing in it. It's just energy. And we... So to assume that as humans, which are living creatures on this planet in the universe, we are not the same is that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, of course we are the same. So everything you think is your electric, is your electricity. Everything you feel is your magnetism. Together that creates your electromagnetic magnetic field. And depending on what you're thinking, like what you're thinking and what you're feeling, it's going to change the frequency. Think of sound right? If we're listening to um, hip hop music, that has a different sound frequency than a country song or than a house song, right? If you are the, if you're, if, if something's really cold, right? Ice, it's moving a lot slower. If something's mm-hmm. really hot, it's moving a lot faster. So like energy and frequency changes. And the same thing goes with like the, what we think and what we feel. So our emotions are on a spectrum, just like, just like hot to cold, just like masculine to feminine, everything's on this, like this frequency spectrum. So when we think of like what manifesting is, if I want to manifest an abundant life full of opportunities, then Mm. what I think and what I feel in my current reality has to match that. And then the action that I take is what gets me closer to manifesting the life that I desire, which is no different than prayer, right? Like I was not raised Christian, but I did study, like I actually studied theology in a lot of comparative religions in college. And I, like when you pray, you're not just like, hey God, come get your girl. Like maybe that's (laughs) what, I mean, honestly, I do think that's what some people do, which is the same thing as I feel like some people just think that they're like, I'm manifesting my dream life, but they're not actually doing anything about it. It's the same thing with prayer in order to, in order for God to bring you everything you want in life, you have to actually become the person that's like available for that. You have to become the person Mm. that's like, you know, the Christian community will say like worthy of that. I don't actually think it's a worthiness thing at all. Like I, I actually don't think you need to, I think you're, you're worthy just because you exist. Um, that's a personal belief, but mm-hmm. I think it's more about if I want to, let's say I want to manifest more money, right? Money is just an energy and it's not the actual money that I want to manifest. It's the peace and the freedom that I feel by being able to make whatever decisions I want to make in my life. But in order to get there, I have to treat it like that in my current reality. So I have to find gratitude and peace and freedom on my current electromagnetic frequency in order to attract more of that. You know, this idea of like, I want this, I need this. Oh baby, oh baby. (laughs) <laughs> you're saying want and need are, are scarcity. That's, that's not, that's not an abundant thing to say. It, it implies mm. that you don't already have it and that you don't feel worthy of it in your current reality. And if you don't feel worthy of it, or, you know, if, if you don't feel it in your current reality, you're never going to get it in the future. So do you yeah. think people can interchange the word? I mean, in more simple terms, like the word manifesting is also interchangeable with the word like creating, like I'm creating a reality that I want for myself. It's almost like 
that's why I think, you know, a lot of people can twist that word, which is a normal word in the English dictionary, and it can get twisted instead of like putting all this weird pressure or, or spiritual whatever attached to it. It's like, it's actually just kind of like creating, like I'm just creating something that I want for myself, Yep. which kind of, you know, disarms this word amongst different demographics right. or, or cultures even. Totally. And think about like to manifest, like a manifestation is something that was not in reality that is now in reality. Like that's all it is. And the brain doesn't Mm. know the difference. Like that's the thing. It's like the brain doesn't think of things as good or bad. The universe, God, source, whatever. It doesn't ever think of things as good or bad. Like it's a very neutral thing. So it doesn't matter if you're manifesting like more wealth, more abundance, more happiness, more joy, or more you know, bad shit into like, what things that you perceive bad, like the yeah. do, universe doesn't know the difference. So it's really just based on what are you thinking? What are you feeling? And what are your actions? And like, okay. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Danielle, how did so, you get into this? I feel like we jumped into this and I'm like, wait, how are you the person you are in this space? Like take us back if you don't mind. I mean, listen, like a lot of the, like I've been I've been into astrology since I was a kid. Like I was the girl in middle school charging my friends to read their like astrology did charts. Did someone introduce that to you or did, was it just something that you naturally were curious about? You were just, just always just drawn I to was it. Like, okay. I was naturally drawn to it. I mean, if we're going to, again, I'm like probably the most spiritually woo-woo person you'll ever meet. Like I believe like I came into this with this, like I came into this life with this wisdom and like past knowledge from like a past life probably is like where it came from. Cause a lot of the things that like I know, or that I learn, like I love learning. So I started reading, like I read untethered soul. I got into Joe Dispenza at a really young age. I read the secret at a really young age. Like yeah. some of these books that are like considered like beginner for like this type of work. I read at a really young age. And so I I've always had this like knowing, but I also, I had a lot of very religious friends growing up. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of my friends were like, I, you know, they had this, this faith and this belief in something that they couldn't see, but they felt it and they thought it and they took actions toward it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's all connected. And I believe everything is connected. Like, I don't think there's a difference between God and source and universe. Like I think it's all the same divine light that we're all connected to and whatever you call it is great. As long as you're not distracted. Like, I don't know. I kind of just have always had this fascination for for what we couldn't see. And like, I was the kid, like when I saw men in black at five or six years old, I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Of course there's aliens. Like, why would we be the only ones yeah. here? Like it's a big right. freaking universe, you know, like, yeah, I've just always been curious on like what we can't see and the things that like, like I kind of question everything I always have been. So getting into this work and really learning it from a scientific perspective. I would say that happened in college because I was a theater, I was an actor and a theater major. So I studied a lot of like the brain. Um, I studied a lot of psychology and it kind of all started to like, I started to connect the dots between everything that I was like, I knew spiritually and like, you know, astrology and quantum physics. Like I started to kind of like put all these pieces together and be like, oh, it's all connected. It's all connected. So, so you've just been like attracted to this work from forever. a very young age, which I love yeah, so forever. much. Was there a point where, what was the, what was the point where you were like, I'm doing this for myself. This is how I live my life. Like now I want to 
just spread this out to the whole world and make sure everybody else knows how to do this too. Like, what was that turning point for you where you realized you needed to teach people and coach people in this? Um, I think I kind of, okay. So when I was, I, I started dancing professionally when I was 15. Um, I went on a couple national tours and I remember people being like, how did how did you get this job? Like, you're so young. Like, how did you get this job? And I said, well, I just kind of started to believe that I could. And so like, people have always asked me, like, every, like I've always been, people have always called me lucky and people have always called me like everything comes easy for her. And people have always also said like, I've been called cocky my whole life. And I think, I think like what that, what that really translated to at a really young age was like, she really knows where she's going and she's really not like concerned yeah. with anybody who feels differently about that. So I've never been like upset by somebody calling me cocky. I kind of just started to be like, well, yeah, if cocky means like I know where I'm going and I'm not willing to take no for an answer, like then sure. Okay. I'm cocky. So I would say unofficially forever, like since I was a teenager, yeah. but like officially, um, there was a moment. So I, I, I was a soul cycle instructor for 10 years and I was working, 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 working. And I kind of lost sight of all of this. Like I kind of started to like, it was kind of around my Saturn return, which was like around like 27. I was kind of in this, um, I'd, I'd kind of lost the, the spirituality that I always knew to be true. And I kind of started to look outside of myself a lot and I was really seeking outside praise and validation. And then it all, I started a network marketing business. I moved to the very top of the company, like in record time. And I was like on paper, I was like the it girl, but then on the inside I was literally dying. (laughs) And I, there was a, there was a moment, it was Christmas Eve and like, I had the car, I had the house, I had the paycheck, I had everything. My son had like more presents than he ever knew to do with. And I like looked at my then fiance and I was like, Breeze, if this is success, like I don't want it. And I can't like, this is not what I want. And this is not bringing me joy. And so I kind of like, and this was like a year after my dad died too. So I think my dad dying was a huge catalyst because it kind of, it forced me to go back to like the things I couldn't see because all of a sudden, like I had to believe my dad was still with me. I had Mm. to believe that these signs that I was getting were from him. And I had to believe that like everything happened for a reason. And like he had to die in order for me to move on. Like Mm. I couldn't grow unless he, you know, like you can't grow unless they, or what is it? They can't grow unless you go. Like I had to believe that because otherwise I probably would have just like self imploded. Like I probably wouldn't have moved on. And so I would say like grief was a huge catalyst for like knowing that this is what everybody needed to know. Um, and just like burnout, like I burnt myself out trying to be on the, like on the grind. I burnt myself out so Mm -hmm. bad that I was like, I know that this is not the way it has to be. I know that I don't have to work like this in order to be successful. I know that like, I know my dad didn't die so that I could like basically follow in his footsteps and be stressed out all the time. Like I know that that's Mm. not how it is. And then once I really started to like remember that for myself, then it became very clear that actually what I'm here to do is help every single person I can come home to themselves so they can also live a big, bold, beautiful, abundant life. Wow. Just like, that's what I'm here to, your, like that's just what I'm like here drop for. Drop your mic on the floor right now, please. <laughs> I'm like crying over here. <laughs> your no, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. I just, it's so clear that from a, a, such a young age, you've always really valued knowing yourself and being so mm-hmm. in touch and in tune with yourself, which mm-hmm. is how you've been able to like have this deep rooted belief in who you are and craft your thoughts mm-hmm. and let other people's beliefs about you really just, it sounds like really just like bounce off. Like it doesn't even affect you at all, which I think is such an important part of manifesting. Like as I'm hearing you speak, I don't use the word manifesting very much like in my language, but everything you're saying really for me, I think the word that I use is belief. Like I'm just yeah. like, yeah, that it's belief. Like you have mm-hmm. to believe in, mm-hmm. believe in yourself and the belief drives the action. Mm-hmm. So You have to believe in yourself more than you believe in anything else. Like, yeah, that's true manifestation. And by the way, like we're manifesting all the time. Like from the moment you come out, uh, out of the womb into this life, you are manifesting. Like think about like you are a baby. You can't speak yet, but you learn that if you cry, Mm -hmm. your mom comes and you get food. You manifest that. Like that's manifestation. Like I want to walk. I see these adults like walking around. Like you learning to walk is manifestation. You're thinking that you want to move faster. You're feeling that you're ready. And then your action says that you're going to do it. Like we're manifesting all the time. How many times as a kid did you think something was going to happen and then it did? Yeah. And it just is about that. It's like I love that like thoughts, feelings, action. Like it's that order of just – yeah, bringing everything. things to you and creating your life. Okay, so you talk about this a lot. You're super into human design. You've gotten me into human design a little bit. And just like knowing yourself, when you actually truly know yourself, you win. Can you elaborate on that for us? Because you talk about that all yeah. the time. Yeah, when you know yourself, you win. I actually just trademarked that that slogan because it goes. Oh, with- boom! You texted it to me wow. when we were talking I about our podcast. Well, I don't so know I when. I don't know when this episode is dropping. Um, but Wednesday up this upcoming Wednesday. Oh, okay. So I don't have, I I don't have a lot of details for you yet. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, what is coming? But I have a big, 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 big new thing that I'm launching. Um, presale will start at the end of March and essentially what it is, is a journey to yourself. And it's, that's like the, when you know yourself, you win, like you can't not win when you truly know yourself. And for me, like human design, astrology, these are all maps that you can look at. I mean, people look at like their, like the Bible people, like you go to the doctor, you get your blood work drawn. That's a map. That's a map to understanding yourself better. You look at your human design chart. That's a map to understanding yourself better. Then we have all these vehicles that we can like take to like better understand the map. And maybe that's breath work. Maybe that's cold plunging every morning with your boyfriend, you know, like maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe <laughs> that's, maybe that's doing yoga. Maybe that's sound healing. Maybe that is plant medicine. Like you have all of these, um, you know, you have all these, these vehicles that can like help you understand your map better. But for me, human design is just another tool, another map that you can read to go, Oh, Yes. It's confirmation that all these things like, cause you know, we kind of live in a society and this is like where the, where we talk about paradigms. You know, if you, if you've ever heard somebody talk about like the paradigm is shifting again, people can take that so far in like a direction <laughs> where you're like, okay, quite simply, like what it means when the paradigm is shifting is like, we're in a 3D paradigm. We're coming from a 3D paradigm. We're like before a 3D paradigm, we had a bunch of new, hu- like new human species running around with no rules, no ba- no boundaries. Just like yes, there were like there were 
things that we figured out about like how to be, but essentially like there was no rules. There was no boundaries. There was no anything. It was just like people running around like chickens with their heads cut off, learning how to be human. And then the 3D paradigm kind of happened where like rules, boxes, everybody has a role. Everybody yeah. has a status. Everybody has a thing. And we needed that We because like that's how we developed societies. That's how we built cities. That's how we built civilizations. Yes, that's also how like racism happened and like all of these, you know, horrible atrocities that we see in the world, like that paradigm created those things. And now we're seeing this like switch out of that everybody needs a role and a rule in a box and we're moving away from that. And people are like, actually I can be more fluid. I can have a lot of different ideas. I can like step outside of my box a little bit. And I think it's like human design is just like another tool that we can like better do that. But just like anything, we're here to, if, if we're all here to like expand, evolve, ascend our consciousness, the great awakening, like whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? Like I don't, it can be called so many different things, but essentially we're all here to move forward. And if we put that metaphorically, we're all here running a race. We're all humans on this planet here to win this, run this race. And there's a finish line. And so like Carissa could be sprinting, Ashton could be jogging, I could be walking and all of that's fine. Like we're all good. We're all moving forward. But what happens is you have the people that are sprinting, yelling at everybody else saying that sprinting is the only way to get there. Then you have the crawler saying that that's the only way to get there. And now you have everybody in the middle going, okay, but like, what do I do? Now I'm confused. And if I'm confused, then I'm not moving forward. I'm not, mm. I'm, if we're not moving forward, we're distracted. And I actually think like distraction is, is what keeps us from progressing. And so if we all start to view ourselves as these like individual rivers, you know, you think about like America, you have all these rivers and they're all flowing to the same big ocean, but mm. they're individual rivers and they take their own path and they do all these things. And all of that's fine. Like we're all moving as long as we're all moving. And when yeah. we start to think of ourselves as like, not that that's when it becomes a problem. So yes, I love human design and yes, I love astrology. And if it distracts you, then it's not working. Mm-hmm. And I think what yeah, I really try to do fits is all. like you really no. have to do what you need to do for yourself. And we live in a world like our society tells people that like you have to be, it's like we other everything, right? There is like one way to be. And if you're not that, then you're considered like other. So like you think of like the neurodivergent, like what does that even mean? Like neurodivergent to me. Okay. So you're not, you're not the norm, but like what's normal. There's no such thing as normal. There's just people on our own path. And so what human design really, I think helps people do is realize like all the things that society has othered about them are actually your superpowers. Like Carissa, you're a manifester. Like there are so, there is so much programming around like for manifestors because you live in like I mean, if you know anything about human design, there's like five types and the majority of people are either generators or manifesting generators. Carissa is a generator or a manifester. She only represents nine to 11% of the population. So we have a bunch of manifestors that are trying to be this like other energy. And it's like when you learn yourself and you go, actually, like my rest cycles are truly my superpower. Well, now you're moving forward and you're not looking outside of yourself for the answers anymore. Right. Trying to be like Mm -hmm. everybody else, which is so, I mean, social media can do that to people. Most of our like listeners are work work in social media. And when I think of those rivers or just 
crawlers, runners, walkers, whatever. It's like you're looking left to right. You're seeing what other people do are doing. And we're exposed to so much. I think it yeah. was literally John Mayer that said we were never meant to know this many people. Mm-mm. And I and because it's distracting, because it takes you off mm-hmm. your path, because it makes mm-hmm. you think you need to be like somebody else. And that's always something that just like dims people's light is that comparison and distraction of I need to do it this way. I need to do it that way. And that's yeah. another thing that you've always inspired me and reminded me just even through your content is like, no, I can do it my way. And that's actually what I want in my life is to do it my way and to do something that makes, makes me feel good and that I'm happy with not to meet some other standard of what I'm doing is good or right or whatever. Right. Um, Like a hundred thousand dollars no longer phases me. Like I make a hundred thousand dollars like in my sleep. So a hundred thousand dollars like doesn't (laughs) phase me, but like waking up every day and knowing that like I can do whatever I want with my time and like getting to spend time with my family and getting to love my son and my wife and like not give a flying, you know what, if people have a problem with it, like that, that will never get old. Like that's actually what it's about. And if I allow myself to look outside of myself, well, then I will make a big deal out of like the money. And I will make a big deal out of like all these things that like actually don't don't read like, yes, the money gives me the freedom to do that, but it's never been about the money. It's been about like my priorities in life are peace, more peace, more freedom for me and my family, like, and my loved ones, like that's my priority. And anything yeah. that I do has to bring me closer to that. And if it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much money it makes. Like I'm not interested. Ooh, I love that. And that is aligning yourself for the money that's going to come that is going to serve those things. Circling back to manifestation. Like that's it. Like if I'm taking, if I'm taking opportunities that I know are not bringing me closer to peace and freedom for me and my loved ones, well then now I'm not operating. My thoughts and my feelings aren't in alignment with that frequency that I want to embody. So my actions are different, which means that I'm not going to manifest more. I'm right. going to manifest less because I'm not right. operating at the frequency. Which is like, mm-hmm. I think when people think about manifesting, a lot of times they can think, oh, just like open to receive from whatever, just like let it all pour in. But really manifesting and creating the life you want has really strict boundaries about what you're letting in because you're only saying yes or no to the things that are pushing you forward to what you actually want. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when so I tell people, someone, uh, oh, sorry. I was gonna say when I tell people yeah. that I only am available for a full body yes, like people go, yeah, but like, what if? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, p- period. End of sentence. Like, it is either a full body yes or it's a no. And sure, what does that mean for people who have never heard that full body yes? Yeah. So I mean, it's so kind of self-explanatory, yes like, but yeah, but <laughs> it's it's literally like it's my entire body says yes to this opportunity to whatever it is, and. Of course, that has to be taken in context. The best way I can explain this is like, I hate cleaning. I would rather eat glass than clean. Like, I don't love it. (laughs) So if you ask me, like, do you want to clean the house today? I'm going to be like, absolutely not. Full body, no. Like, absolutely not. However, what I love more than the fact that I don't love cleaning, the bigger, the, the full body yes is having a clean space. So now I can put that into context and I can ask myself, okay, so would having a clean space actually get me closer to the freedom and peace that I want for me and my family? (laughs) Yes. Okay, great. So I have a choice. I can either invest in a housekeeper, a housekeeper every week and spend that money to like have somebody here to clean my house, 
or I can just do it myself. And for a long time, when I was choosing to invest my money in other places, I would just do it myself. Now, like, do I have a housekeeper here 20 hours a week, like doing our laundry, cleaning, making sure our house isn't a good... Yes, I do, because that is getting me closer. That's a full body yes. And it doesn't matter how much money that costs me because what's a full body yes is more peace and freedom for me and my family. I just did an Instagram the other day about um, cleaning my home and like quoting my mom that a peaceful home is a peaceful mind. And so I'm like, I've got to keep that message at the forefront of my like headspace every day because I also hate cleaning, but I love a clean home. I love feeling at peace and the motivation is stronger than the dislike for cleaning to have more peace and like more focus. Right. Right. And then Ashton, eventually what's going to happen is you're going to have the resources and you're going to have that resource to be like, you know what though? Like I still don't love cleaning and now I have the resources that I can pay someone to do it. And how beautiful is that? Because now I get to support someone else's business. Like it's a win-win. Like now it's a win-win for everyone. So it's like, but if you can't embody that in this moment and if you like never clean, then your frequency is lower because you're constantly frustrated that your house is a mess. So it's like, Thoughts, feelings, actions. Yes. Hmm. That is, okay, both of our words, me and Ashton picked our words for the year and it was discipline. And Mm. this is like feeding that, because we want to like re- rework our relationship with the word discipline because to me it's always been like shackles, like not good. Yes. But to have like a more, to view discipline as more freedom, like this is exactly that same flavor Mm -hmm. of like, I don't want to clean. I don't really want to cold plunge. Does it feel good to get in the water? No. But like what, what the full body yes that it gives me after is like why I do those things. And I think that's why you have to know yourself. Like if you're not going deeper into that next thought, which a lot of what you're talking about is like, not just, I want money. I want money. Why do you want money? Like I, I want, I don't want to clean what, well, what you want to clean house. Why? Like going into the next levels of the things and really getting to know yourself is what's going to get you those answers to make those decisions. Whoops. To make those decisions. Okay. So someone comes to you. Well, as I say, when we talk about like masculine and feminine energy, like everyone's like, oh, feminine, like I think the world is like seriously lacking feminine leadership, like not gender. Like, I mean, I'm sure your listeners know this, but just in case it like when we say masculine and feminine, like nobody's talking about male or female, like nobody's talking about gender. We're talking about energetics and every single living creature on this planet has masculine and feminine energy, masculine, feminine, yin, yang, ebb, flow right? Like hot, cold, sun, moon. It's all the same thing. And so we lack feminine leadership. And the thing is you can't create, nothing was ever birthed in masculine energy. Nothing was ever created in masculine energy. It's always created in feminine energy. The only way to allow your feminine energy to lead you is through discipline. You, your feminine mm. leadership cannot be priority. Like div- your divine feminine cannot lead the way unless it is supported by masculine structure and strategy. They have to work together to the point where you're no longer even thinking about it. You're not like, oh, today I'm going to be in my feminine. Tomorrow I'm going to be in my masculine. No, like you've developed such a deep, deep, deep understanding and knowing of yourself that those two energies flow and you just know that the only way you're going to get to be able to lead – like. The only way I'm going to be able to be able to create the things that I want to create is if I have the discipline and the masculine strategy and structure. And sometimes what that means is 
paying a housekeeper multiple thousands of dollars a month to clean my house so that I have the space to now create. And like, do I, is spending that much money on a housekeeper a full body yes in the moment? No, of course not. Like mm-hmm. I would rather go buy a new hats. But <laughs> like, but it's kind of funny because it's like, actually when I was like, but the full body yes is having a clean space so I can create. Well, guess what? Now I'm operating in this like abundant frequency that actually just brought in more money. So it's like now I can invest in like my housekeeper and I can go buy hats. Like it's, it really is like a ripple effect that a lot of people don't think about. They think like, oh, when I achieve X, I'll have peace. And it's like, no, you achieve Mm. X when you like, when you find peace, you achieve X. Yeah. Ooh, that was, ooh, that one hit. That was good. So (laughs) what do you think what are some common challenges that people face when they're starting to do this work, when they're starting to manifest wealth or peace or tap into their personal power? Like what are those roadblocks that you see in people and your clients? Their, their subconscious programming, all the programming that they already came with. And like I mean, their lack of awareness of that probably. Yeah. Too. I mean, an awareness is only like, like there's so many people that will be like, oh, I know that I have trauma or I know. And like trauma – even the word trauma triggers people. Like I've talked to people where they're like, oh, I don't have trauma. And I'm like, what? Like (laughs) everybody has trauma. Like maybe it's not, it doesn't go as far to say like you were, you know, sexually assaulted and like it caused this like huge wound in your, like it doesn't need, yes, that exists as well. And like trauma is literally like, I was a a professional dancer from like the time I was little and literally hung my worth on the ability to get people to tell me they were proud of me. Like that's trauma. That's programming. Trauma and programming and conditioning, all interchangeable words. And it's really what your subconscious mind has decided is a rule for your body. Mm -hmm. And now every decision you make moving forward is going to have to be filtered through your subconscious mind, which is like, way more powerful than our conscious mind. Our conscious mind can handle like one or two things at a time. Our subconscious mind is a supercomputer that handles millions and millions and millions and millions of bits of information at the same time. So it's like the biggest challenge people overcome is like releasing that because what happens is you get addicted. You get addicted to your trauma. You get addicted to your chaos. You get addicted to your stress because of the dopamine and adrenaline hit your body's getting every time you feel that. So if like scarcity is something that's programmed into you, let's say scarcity with money or like you, you know, money is the root of all evil. If that's the belief you have, then every time you get an opportunity to make more money, you get this like fear. And every time you feel that fear, your subconscious mind is going, release the dopamine, release the adrenaline. So your body is feeling that adrenaline. Your body is physically addicted. So even if consciously you don't want to feel that way anymore, your body is addicted to the feeling it gets when you do. So it's like, that's what you have to overcome. It's, it's like Mm. everything else is easy. Everything else Mm. is easy. It's, it's realizing that you have these beliefs, acknowledging and being okay with the fact that you're addicted to them and then being okay to live without them. That's, so do you help you your clients like peel back these layers of themselves to yeah. get to the root? Is that a, like you've got to <laughs> right for them to even move forward and like make make progress? Yeah, I mean, I I say like I'm I'm a professional at helping you dig around in your brain and like like I'm a declutterer. <laughs> 
Like I can't mm. do that in my own house, but like I'd help you declutter your brain. Cause like your subconscious mind, cause it's like the supercomputer. Like imagine like a bunch of closets just just have like a bunch of shit in them. And like, you're just not even going there. You don't even want to touch it. Like I'm the one that comes in and helps you like open that door and be like, let's dig. <laughs> let's figure mm. out where this came from. But the thing is, a lot of people also, they shy away from that work because they think it's going to be, they don't want to have to relive what they went through. And it's like, actually healing it doesn't take, it doesn't have to take as long. Like it doesn't take as long to unfuck yourself as it took to fuck yourself up in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a lot easier to unfuck yourself. (laughs) So I don't know if you have like steps that you do with your, with your, coaching clients, but is there kind of like one thing or a couple of things that you see that's actually the process of releasing mm-hmm. this programming? Is it as simple as catching yourself and changing the thought in that moment? Because I know we talk about that a lot in mindset work, but like, is it as simple as that? Or what What are the steps to actually breaking down that yeah. programming? Yeah. So I like, I have a four-step process that I follow and it's like, the first step is to figure out where the belief came from. So I'll use like my, like my biggest one that I had that I've reprogrammed is um, like, uh, like you have to first figure out like what the belief is. And the belief for me was I am not like, I, I will not be successful and I won't be worthy unless I'm available and accessible 24 seven. Like I have to be mm. available all the time in order to be worthy of success. Like that was a belief that I had. And then, so once you know the belief, you have to figure out where the belief came from. And the belief came from like my parents, you know, my parents got divorced when I was two. So like constantly trying to like prove that I love each parent. Like that was a mm. thing. Like, um, being a child athlete, being like the smart, like the oldest kid, like a lot of these these things of like, I have to be the best. I have, like, I was praised for being busy. Like Danielle danced, she played softball, she swam, she was, you know, straight A student, all these things. So like having to perpetuate that in people, um, having to be available and like open and accessible to people at all times, that's where it came from. Okay, great. So that's step one. We know what it is and we know where it came from. Step two is you have to like activate your, what's called the reticular activating system in your brain. And it's literally like, at the base of your spinal, your, your cortex where it's, it, think of it like, I love a visual. I'm a metaphor. I love a metaphor. Girls, We love an analogy. Love an analogy. So, you know, Buckingham palace, you got all those guards out front and they have their hats on. And like, if you don't, if you're not on the list, you don't get through the RAS, your reticular activating system is that part of your brain. It is Mm. that part of your brain that decides what goes to the subconscious mind and what goes to the conscious mind. Your subconscious mind was pretty much like the only thing that operated until you were about eight, seven or eight years old was your subconscious mind. So anything that happened to you between zero and eight just was automatically filed as like a rule. Like this is it. This is standard operating Mm -hmm. procedure. This is an SOP for how we see Um, an (laughs) SOP for how we live our life. Like that's what it is. So what you have to do because that belief, because it was happened from such a young age it had stacked on top of each other. So like it went from like needing to like prove to my parents that I love them to like needing to get straight A's all the time to needing to like say yes to every opportunity, even if I didn't want to do it to saying, um, you know, to being in college and like trying to, I don't even know what I was trying to do. Like, why was I trying to be the, like the one who took the most credits? Like, why did I do that? (laughs) I don't know. But it was like all the, like it just stacked on top of this same belief that I have to be accessible and available 24 seven. And that belief was now in my subconscious mind. It was my body. If I wasn't doing the most, I would feel guilty. I would feel, um, 
I would feel like a loser. I would feel like I wasn't doing enough. Um, so my body was getting this like feeling every single time it was happening. So what you have to do is you have to wake up your RAS to go, oh, that doesn't sound right. So let's let's reprogram it. And I say you have to say it in a way that's going to trick your brain. So um, mm. I, I call it the I am that statement. And it's you have to say I am that like I am. It's like an I am statement. Like this is who I am. Um, I am that with the belief. And so what it would sound like for me was I am that I am not successful or worthy unless I'm available and accessible 24-7. I am not successful or, or worthy unless I'm accessible and available 24-7. And you have to say it a few times as if it's an affirmation. I am that. So what happens is like your brain goes, that's not what we said. That's not what we said. <laughs> And so you have this moment where the RAS is open and it's allowing new information to process. Mm. And so then you have to say, you have to talk about the truth. Like, well, okay, so if that's not the truth, because like if I came to you and I was like, Krista, like I can't be successful unless I'm available 24 seven, like you would be like, what? Right. Huh? So, like, so you're saying you, you almost like say it as if it's true. You're like saying it out loud, but you know that it's ridiculous once you say it out loud. So that once part you say of it out your loud, brain yeah. goes, hold on, that sounds like bullshit. And that right. is what opens the RAS is like, yeah, kind of like and it's doing the opposite. Grammatically, yeah. And it's grammatically incorrect. Like I am that I'm not successful or available. You're like, your brain kind of goes like, what? Like it doesn't actually, when you try to do this exercise, you kind of go, Wait, I don't understand. It's not, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound grammatically correct. That's the point. It's not supposed to sound grammatically correct. It's supposed to make you go, what? Because then you ask yourself, well, in order for that to be true, well, who would I have to be? Who would I have to be in order for that to be true? If I truly had to be accessible and available 24-7 in order to be worthy, because like I'm not available. I'm sleep. I sleep at night. So like I'm not available then and I'm still successful. Like I take naps. Like I have been on an airplane for multiple hours where my phone had no service and I'm still successful. So like, obviously that's not true. And if I, if I, if that was true, I'd probably just have to be like at home all day, never leave. Like I would have no friends because if I have, if I'm with a friend, I'm not available to anyone else. So like you have to just kind of logically talk yourself through this and be like, like, actually this doesn't make sense. Okay, great. So what is the truth? If that's not the truth, then what is the truth? Step three is what is the truth? And the truth is I actually like, I'm more successful when I say no, most often, mm -hmm. um, boundaries are my birthright. Um, I actually like the more that I can really give my time to the things that are actually full body yeses, actually the more successful I and everyone around me is, um, the better mom I am. Okay, great. So now you have this list of what are the truths. And then step four is like your creation statement or affirmation. And this is like my biggest issue with affirmations is everybody just like writes, I am wealthy. I am beautiful. I am kind. I am this. I am that. And I actually don't like, I don't mind an I am statement. Like I really don't mind it, but we are not our circumstances. So like I, I am a, I have kindness in my heart, but like I am not kind. I am like, I have anxiety sometimes, but I'm not an anxious person. Like we, mm. we have circumstances. We are not our circumstances. We are, it's like that saying in the Bible, like I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. Like it's the same idea. Like we have things, we believe things. I have preferences. I have conditions. I have trauma, but I am not my trauma. So 
this is like my issue with a lot of affirmation statements is like we're putting ourselves in this box. And if your affirmation statement doesn't actually come from a limiting belief that you currently have, then it's not doing shit. Because remember, what you think, what you feel, your actions. So Mm -hmm. my creation statement from all of that became I release the need to be needed. And now – very different that's than what an I, affirmation. Yeah. Right. That's what I wrote down is I release the need to be needed. So when I start to feel like I'm not doing enough, when I start, because again, also you're going to heal this and then you're going to hit a new level of yourself and you're going to have to heal it again. Like it's right. going to come back up. Like it is, it is all, it's cyclical, right? It's, it's always going to come back around. The difference is you've been here before. So you're going to get through it quicker and quicker and quicker where it used to take you off course and it used to like take you out for days, the next time it comes back up, you're going to be like, oh no, we've been here before. I release a need to be needed. I'm good. I'm good. And you're going to move through it very, very fast. So like, this is like a four-step process. And like a lot of people, you know, people will like do this four-step process and they'll be like, okay, it didn't do anything. And it's like, well, probably because like, there's a lot of outside, you're looking outside of yourself a lot. So I think like the second biggest challenge beyond like doing the work to figure out where these beliefs come from is being willing to not to it's it's like being willing to not look outside of yourself anymore and that comes with a lot less praise like when you actually detach from all the narratives that people have created about you it's not going to come with praise but what will happen is you're going to notice that you're going to start to shift movements you're going to start to inspire movements when i started talking about human design and really getting to know yourself now everybody on my page is talking about that so it's like it's not going to come with praise, but you are going to influence movement. You're going to influence a shift in the paradigm, a shift in the collective. And there's a a quote in the Kabbalah that says Elohim, and it's all of us or none of us. Like there is none of this, like we're not one of us is going to figure it out. And like, that's it. Like if we don't all figure it out, we're distracted and we're not moving forward. We're meant to move forward together. And that's going to look a little bit different for every person. Yeah. That four-step process, I love that it ends like on the creation statement, not just an affirmation statement, because it's so it it so acknowledges that you have the power to create, like we're talking about with all of this manifesting. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm creating this person. I'm creating this version of myself. I release this mm-hmm. is like this is who I am now. And it, mm-hmm. instead of this, like, no, I am, I always have been, which I do love affirmation statements and I do think they're powerful, yeah. but that creation statement is like it there's more there's more of like I feel my shoulders like sit up tall I'm like no I'm I'm creating like I have the power to be this person and I'm choosing it and I'm taking a stand Mm -hmm. and that's a lot different than like convincing myself over and over again with affirmation statements that I am that thing it's it's a very I am puts you in a box I choose to be allows you to move right? Like Mm. I am this. Well, like if you say like, I am kind. Yeah, same. I'm kind. But like, (laughs) then you get yourself into this box. And then if you start to set a boundary, then you start to go, I can't set this boundary because I'm, I'm kind. And it's like, then you have to change definitions of things. Like then anytime you're selfish, you're, you're damning yourself or you're blaming yourself because no, I am kind. And it's like, I choose kindness to myself and others, that says something way different than I am kind. Because if I am kind, then setting boundaries and like being selfish is going to be really hard for me. And like, actually the most selfless thing we can be in this life is really selfish with our time and energy. That's the most selfless thing we can do is be selfish. 
So it's not the definition of selfish that we need to change. It's how we feel about it. Oof. I love it. I love it. I mean, think about it. Like selfish, like selfishness is a really good example. Like so how many times have you heard people be like, it's all over the internet. It's not selfish to put yourself first. It's not selfish to do X, Y, or Z. It's not selfish to care about yourself. No, actually, if you look at the definition of selfish in the dictionary, that's the literal definition of selfish. Like putting yourself before others is the definition of selfish. So it's not actually the definition we need to change. It's how we feel about that definition. It's the programming that we have around that definition. Right. Your relationship with that word. Like we're trying to reprogram our relationship with the word discipline. Discipline. Right. Right. Discipline. If you look at the definition of it, it's literally like doing the damn thing and like repeating something over and over again. And like, it's not the definition that we need to change. It's how we feel about discipline. Right. But if you look at like the paradigm shift, when we go back to the paradigm shift, what's the number one threat to a society that's built on rules and boundaries and structure and like roles? It's selfishness. Because if somebody is selfish, they're unique and they're they're doing their own thing and they're following their own joy and they're following their own priorities to affect the collective frequency of the planet. That is a direct, like, that hurts a paradigm that's built on ro- rules and roles and structures. So, like, naturally, right. w- somewhere along the way, we decided that selfishness was a bad thing. Right. Right. But it's I not. I think, too, like... <laughs> that in the Christian space as well. Like I was raised Christian. My dad's a pastor and the word selfish is, I mean, that is like the worst word in the the world from what I like learned and what I was taught. And, and it's not, it's not a bad thing. In fact, we're able to give and be, we're able to be so much more selfless and give to the world when we start by being selfish first. (laughs) What's that saying? A jack of all trades. Yeah, what's that saying? Master, like master, master of none. Yeah. If you're giving your time and your energy and your 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 soul to everything, you're actually giving it to nothing. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Danielle, what are your friends like? I just want to know, like, what? <laughs> it- <laughs> when you're just you like hanging my- out with friends, like, how does that work with people? <laughs> it's, sometimes it's stressful. <laughs> No, you know, my friendship, my friends have like, that's the other thing I think is like when we talk about challenges that my clients, like it's leaving people behind is really hard for people. Cause like you have people that have been in your life forever and like you feel bad for like leaving them behind, but it's like your vibe attracts your tribe, right? We've all heard that, but it's like what that means scientifically is like when whatever frequency it's the law of vibration. So there's like 13 universal laws that like are as real as gravity. Like they're as real as the, like, you know, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. It is all the same, but we just don't talk about the universal laws because like if everybody understood it, like, again, what's a threat to a society that's trying to keep you in a box, right? Like that's a huge threat if everybody understands the universal laws. But one of them is the universal law of vibration. And it's literally the frequency that think about magnets, right? Like a magnet that is strong and a magnet that has like the other charge are a match for each other. It's the same idea with like our frequency. So like your frequency is going to change a lot over time. And as that happens, you have to be okay that you may not be an energetic match for people that you used to be an energetic match for. And that's okay. It's sad. You can grieve it. Of course, grieve it. So like my friend group, like it's changed a lot over time. Um, 
but it's weird because like when you really start to like do this work and you start to tap into it, it's like your people just kind of find you and you're like, I now like I I'm unavailable for anything that's energetically not mutually beneficial. So like if I'm hang, if I find myself in a, in a group of people that like want to gossip about each other, that like want to talk shit about other people, like this is why you know, I'm technically in the LGBT community and I don't really identify with the LGBT community because I think a lot of what happens inside of the LGBT community is like, I need everybody else to validate me in order for me Mm. to validate myself. And it's like, I don't need other people to put up a pride flag in their front yard for me to love my wife. Like Mm. I love my wife and I choose Mm. to love my wife. I don't wake up every day thinking I'm oppressed. I wake Mm. up every day saying like, I have infinite possibilities because that's the way that the universe works. And that is literally quantum physics. We have, we see only a certain amount of possibilities and actually the possibilities we can't see are infinite. So it's like, if I wake up every day and I think I'm, I'm oppressed, what am I attracting? I'm thinking, I'm feeling my actions are something. And then that's what I attract. So I'm just like unavailable for like the, this the is what I mean. I asked you about your friends and like, that's your answer. Like, that's <laughs> I've just been thinking that this whole episode, like I need, I just want a little, be of a little fly on the wall in like a little being, wine night you had with, with your me friends. Is actually very easy. Being friends with me is actually very easy because I'm also like, because I, because I do this work and I'm so sure of who I am, like I could hang out with somebody that's like, no, none of that is real. Like I have friends that are like very, very Christian. And I'm sure when they hear me talk about manifestation, they're like, oh God, like, don't say that. Like they probably like don't understand. And like, that's okay. Like I, I'm at this point now where like <laughs> being friends with me is very easy because you could tell me that two plus two is 20 and I'd be like, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. You're, you're, you're absolutely like, correct. Chill. <laughs> like if that's what works for you and it's moving you forward and you're undistracted, like pull up a chair, like let's do it. Cause mm. like when you know yourself, you win. So like, it doesn't matter if somebody disagrees right. with me, like I don't care. Right. Like I have the proof in my own life that like it does and maybe it doesn't work for everyone and that's okay. But I think a lot more people could benefit from like getting to know themselves on like a deeper level without outsourcing their power I don't outsource my power to anything, like not the universe, like people that are like, you know, you have to be unafraid and you have to be this. Like a lot of those people, like, especially when we talk about like the Christian community, everybody's outsourcing their power to God, everybody. And it's like at God's will. And it's like, yeah, but like God created you, you are, you are divine. Like you just by being alive are a divine energy source. So like actually you, people give their power away to money. They give their power away to their friends. They give their power away to Instagram. And it's like, mm. once you can really know yourself, what I mean by you, when you know yourself, you win is like, you stop needing outside validation from other people. And the most dangerous person, the most powerful person in the world is the person who doesn't need outside validation from anyone else. Yeah. But that person is also the most inclusive person. Right. Cause they're, cause including someone else doesn't threaten them or what they believe because they don't need what that person believes about them. No. To be true. So actually my being friends with me is actually very easy. Like it's actually, <laughs> it's actually very easy because I'm just like, I love it. I love that you believe that if it is, is it moving you forward? Do you feel distracted by it? If you feel distracted by right. it, well then we can talk, but if you don't, <laughs> right. and you're just moving along, then you're like, enjoy your river. It. That's you. Yeah, enjoy yes, your river enjoy cruise. I'll meet you at the ocean. River. Your river uh, cruise. Enjoy, enjoy your river cruise. I'll meet you at the ocean. ocean. I love yeah. that so much. That's so funny. Um, put Danielle, it on a hat. I'll meet you at the put ocean. It, you actually <laughs> should make a sticker of that or a hat or all the things. It's t-shirts. Chris's trucker hat. 
uh, yeah. company in the future. Yes, yeah. yes. Coming yeah, yeah, soon. Yeah. Um, Danielle, <laughs> thank you so much. You just, I mean, that was so much potent information and inspiration in the last, like, we've almost been talking for an hour here. Um, I'm so happy. I'm just so happy you've been here and shared all that goodness with us. Thanks. Okay. I need to ask you because you said something's launching. Am I allowed to talk about the thing that you wrote to me in the thing you filled out? Okay. I felt like this was maybe too early to share that. Yeah. That you can't talk about. But if you are somebody who's listening to this, you're like, I just need to know more. What I would say is I have two freebies, which I will just send you guys the link, like the pages for them. So your audience can just do it. Yeah. One is, um, the way, like, how do you be friends with me? Like, Danielle, how do you create content? <laughs> Danielle, how do, how are people friends with you? I created a, gu- a digital guide called the Thought Leader's Guide to Highly Transformative Content. And it's literally like how to turn your thoughts into powerful content without really worrying yeah. about the outside world. So I'll send you that. And then I also have a free webinar, masterclass, whatever you want to call it. It's called The Abundance Currency. And it's literally all about what we're talking about today. It's the science of manifestation. Um, Love it. And so how to align your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions to become the person who is, you know, available for, like, God's not going to send you what you don't have the space for. So, you know, when it's a God shot, it doesn't miss, but you have to be ready. You have to be open for it. You have to be available for it. And so what that, it really like teaches you that. But by getting those freebies, you're automatically put into like, a sequence that's going to tell you right. all about this upcoming offer that will be coming because in Because you March. have something really cool coming that I want to tell you about, but I can't yet. So really big. Maybe, and it yes. may, it may be something that like, you know, has a closing party in Costa Rica. I don't know. Maybe just maybe just cannot to confirm or deny. Costa cannot Rica confirm party. or deny that it will have a closing, a closing ceremony in Costa Rica. Okay, you guys can follow Danielle in all the places on Danielle underscore on the daily. And you also have a podcast of your own and your Instagram for that is at on the daily pod. So we'll put all yeah, that in the, the show on notes the daily for you podcast. guys too. Um, but yeah. thank you guys for hanging out. We love you so much, Danielle. And I know love that you, you have changed somebody's perspective on manifestation by the end of this oh episode. So. I hope so. <laughs> or I've really like, or I've really, really triggered you. And if I've really triggered you, well, good news is a trigger is just a sign and an invitation that you can heal deeper. So yes. Good Amen. Luck. And on Take that, that note, and run with it. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.